Hi, I'm Sally. And I'm Ray. Welcome to an episode of Reason for Being. Where we bring you along on our journey of self-discovery, the universe, and all of the magic in between. Tune in weekly for our latest experiences and guest speakers where no topic or emotion is off the table. Let's get out of our heads and into our hearts. This This is is our our reason reason for being. Hello. Hello and welcome. Episode two. Episode two, where we at? (laughs) Episode one was like a lot. Yeah, it was. We we went into a lot of detail. (laughs) Yeah, but it flowed and we got so much feedback about how we work together. I'm like, do we work well together? I know. Yeah, I'm like, do we? Because it's like the blind leaving the blind (laughs) half the time. Lucky you can't see us right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you saw our prep for this, you'd be like, shh. Yeah, we've tried to make it a ritual. Yeah. (laughs) Try and ground ourselves before we come in so we're not like going around in circles while we're talking to you yeah <laughs> we've decided morning podcasts are the best that's where it's at yeah every time we've tried to record something in the afternoon we just look at each other starry eyed <laughs> <laughs> like stun mullets yeah. oh gosh <laughs> so thank you to everyone who listened last week and who reached out yeah um, thank you so much we both were like screenshotting messages to each other like this is so crazy I know. <laughs> like people I haven't spoken to in forever reached out and I was just like oh how yeah amazed yeah so good like that's why we started this and it's so nice that people are actually connecting with the words that we're saying because it makes us feel like we're on the right path yeah exactly Mm -hmm. very happy about that so following on from the deep dive last week we thought this week we could talk about um, Reiki which is something that both of us it's tried yeah. kind of it's one of the first things both of us tried and it's something that both of us still use yeah it was a huge pivotal moment in my journey for me mm-hmm. like it cracked me open so yeah when we were talking about where to go after the deep dive we were both like well let's do it how we started exactly like what kicked us off into yeah. the further into the deep dive of who we are yeah what helped us yeah so we thought um before we get karen from intuitive alignment healing on yeah we could both go through our experiences of reiki mm-hmm. um so do you want to kick off with yours or um uh, yeah i can mm-hmm. i mean but you you okay. met karen okay. okay yeah you met karen Wait, <laughs> so i i don't even remember how you gave me i think i hadn't even been to like a counselor or anything but i really wanted to talk to someone and then you had your experience with karen and yeah i guess tell everyone how you met her because it's even yeah. even that's a, like good story in itself <laughs> Okay, so I'll I'll go back. Um, Back in 2015 is when I first tried Reiki and I went to a couple of sessions with a lady, but I didn't really know what it was and I just knew I felt kind of fucked up, but I didn't know, like, I don't know. I think I just went there thinking, okay, I'll go do this thing and then I'll feel good after. Yeah. Um, But I wasn't in a place of, like, surrendering to what was happening. So, yeah, I went for a few sessions and I could feel stuff wanting to come up but I was holding it down I could feel emotion wanting to come through but I was holding it down still so I just was like "Mm, I don't really think I got anything out of that wait so what was that feeling like was it just you could feel stuff moving around in your body or like emotions arising but you didn't want to like process I could yeah I didn't want to process them and it was also just not wanting to be vulnerable so maybe um, I just wasn't connecting with the practitioner either, which is that's to me is one of the most important things is feeling yeah. connected to the person that you're working with. 
yeah, because it definitely on an energy level, you have to connect with them to be yeah. able to allow them in, like exactly. you said, to be vulnerable. And it's also sometimes you just like if you're not ready for the healing to occur and someone could be doing their best, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you're not willing to actually face some of the stuff that's coming up, then it's you're not going to feel like you got anything out of it. Yeah, it's the same with any sort of healing that you do. You have to actually be mentally ready. And that's why a lot of people are like, do you want this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because when they say, I've just realized I'm saying exactly 50,000 times, which is annoying me now. (laughs) (laughs) Last week was yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm on exactly. Don't bring attention to it. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. At the start of this year, um, fresh out of splitting up with my baby daddy and I decided to go to my first float therapy because I thought sitting in a dark tank, (laughs) floating in water, I love floating. not having to talk to anyone for an hour sounded amazing and I came out of it feeling amazing and I walked into the lounge and... Karen was sitting across from me and her and I just kept making like awkward eye contact with each other. And for me, normally I would just look away or get on my phone or whatever, but I felt like, oh, I should talk to her. And then she asked me if I came to the float thing often and I was like, no. Oh, standard drop in line. Yeah. Come here often. Yeah. So do you do this often? (laughs) And yeah, within a few minutes, her and I were talking about ayahuasca ceremonies and like just really expansive conversation that I've never had with someone in public before I've never felt in a foyer ever (laughs) yeah well I just yeah I just felt like hey I like this lady like it's the first time I've met a stranger in public and felt um like a connection because you're not someone that like approaches no I don't I'm like like, don't talk to me I'm (laughs) just gonna look at my feet and if you want to talk to me it's on you (laughs) yeah I love that though I love those stories where you're just in the right place at the right time yeah it felt like the universe just put us there and was like hey you could benefit from this here yeah and so I booked in a session with her she gave me her business card and then I booked in for a session and with this one Basically, as soon as I got on the table and she started her work on me, I had so much emotion come up and it just, yeah, I've never just had someone like enter my field and for such a massive release to happen so fast. Yeah. She has that effect, doesn't she? Yeah. It was massive. (laughs) So what happened? You just like, what kind of emotions came up? I just started crying my eyes out. Like there was just so much like hurt and anger and um, frustration. There was just a lot of kind of, I guess, suppressed negative energy that I had mm-hmm. stuck in me was coming up. Yeah. And was Karen saying anything to you or were you just lying there and she had like put her hands on you and this happened? So she would put her hands on me and then she would be like, oh, okay. And, and, <laughs> oh, shit. Kind of like, got to breathe through this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we got a bit of stagnant. <laughs> this one's a bit concrete. Got a big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Yeah. Because you can hear her make, like do her deep breathing yeah. and you can feel her like, yeah, you kind of like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for taking this on. Mm-hmm. Because with Reiki... Um, the it goes through the practitioner. She feels what you're yeah, feeling she to try and help and, you get rid of that. Yeah. And then the biggest one for me was when I turned over and she got to my throat, yeah. which is your voice and your truth. And it literally felt like someone had choked me. And then I just started bawling my eyes out like yeah. I haven't before. And she was just like, that's all the times that you haven't used your voice 
but you haven't spoken your truth or you've just like dimmed yourself down to make someone else comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that was a big session, but I left there feeling amazing. Like I just felt so much lighter and I could just, I felt like the healing that had taken place. Yeah. And so it actually worked for you this oh, time. Yeah, but it was so good. I was open to it this time and she just was amazing at getting me into the space of surrendering fully and just knowing like this is a safe space. Whatever needs to come through can come through. Yeah, because I guess um, I really like that on your healing journey at the start you probably would have gone to Reiki because you'd heard of it and you didn't really know what it was. So you're yeah. like, oh, cool, it's kind of like a massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, what the fuck? They barely even massage you. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my happy ending? Yeah. <laughs> now you walk away like going through so much traumatic <laughs> stuff and you're like, fuck yeah, that was yeah. great. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. And well, all my sessions since that first one have been so good. Like they just real light and, you know, she's like, oh, you're in a real playful, happy, like joyful place. And that's exactly how I feel. So it's really nice when you can see. You're stripping back the yeah, layers. Yeah, the, the healing has taken place and, and yeah, and yeah. how simple it actually is when you just surrender to it. Yeah. And Karen says that is such an important thing that like, cause sometimes she can spend a whole session like fighting with the person mm-hmm. to just let go and be vulnerable rather yeah. than like processing the emotion because they like don't, maybe don't a hundred percent believe in what's happening. Yeah. And that's, it, it would, it would be so hard. I mean, it's like that in a lot of modalities where unless you believe that yeah. the healing's going to take place, it's not going to work. So mm-hmm. you have to like get that critical voice out of your head and just be open to it happening for you. Yeah, well, like we discussed in the last episode, you ha- you exist on three planes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like when you go into any sort of healing therapy, you have to imagine the three planes connecting and being open. So your yeah. mind, body, spirit, yeah. how is this going to help me on those three levels? Exactly. It's not just what's on the mind. Like there's so much other stuff going on that none of us even know about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when we deep dive into energy, it, it is everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> um so what about you yeah mine was hectic (laughs) because like you know from the last episode I'd never really done anything and I dabbled in um Reiki and kinesiology Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really like anything hectic it was just touching the surface and then you said you had such great experience with Karen and I was like all open to try anything so I rocked up to Karen's house (laughs) you were hung over that day I think (laughs) oh yeah what have I done (laughs) Uh, wasn't it with you (laughs) Um, had we oh, gone to dinner or something? Yeah. yeah, we went out for dinner and like had a few more wines than anticipated. Yeah, and it was like a, it was like a weird night. I don't know. I woke up so like. Oh, I know. I felt hungover that next yeah, day. Yeah, must have been drinking red wine. It what was. A way, what we a had way. a cocktail and a few. <laughs> yeah, I woke up like forgetting where I needed to be. I think I rocked up there being like, "Oh no, she can probably smell the alcohol on me." Yeah, probably. <laughs> She's like, "Oh." Yeah, but I didn't really have any expectations because you didn't really tell me what happened in yours. You just said it was good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I believe you. Let's Typical go. Ray explanation. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> <That> was good. <laughs> yeah, um, rocked up, and Karen just like sat on the couch next to me for a while, and I was like, what's happening? Like, why do I feel like this? And she made me feel out of form, and all of a sudden, my eyes started watering up, and I looked at her, and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, you haven't even touched me yet. And I'm like, of course. 
all of these like emotions coming up. She's like, yeah, I have a way of doing that. Yeah. She was just looking at me like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you do. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what it is. And then the tears just started pouring out of my face. And cause I was so disconnected from myself, I didn't know what it was. And yeah. she's like, yeah, that's fine. Like it's nearly ready. And I was like, oh, what the fuck's nearly ready? Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> it's not happening already. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it when you get there, she has all these um, essential oils on the table and you yeah. get to go through and smell them and pick which ones. And then she like, puts them in a diffuser and then she always looks at you like, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> you picked that one. Yeah, you and I always go for different ones. I know. So. I was like, oh, I picked the manifestation one. You were like, oh, I was repulsed by that yeah. one yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that's so interesting. But, yeah, she put me on the table and as soon as she touched me, it was game on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have never... <laughs> Never I cried like that. I was like howling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just so bizarre. I don't know. I can't. I can't explain it. But yeah, she put her hands on my head, and it was just this massive release. Like my body was like, "Thank you. I have been waiting for yeah, this moment. It's about time like, we release this." Yeah, it's only thirty years of your life we've repressed all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know what kind of emotions were going through my head, but it was just like she just kept telling me to breathe because there was so much blocked energy inside of me and I could literally feel it being drawn out of me. And so she would keep taking deep breaths and being like, hey, I need you to breathe it in and then breathe it out and just cry. Just let it happen. I think that's also something is we sometimes attach so much to what What am I crying about? What is it? Where it's just sometimes it's like you just got to let it go. It doesn't matter. Just cry it out. Yeah. Except for with babies. Don't let them cry it out. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to throw that out because yeah. I hate that cry it out saying. But anyway, yeah, that's really going. bad for them, isn't it? Well, I fucking hate that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> um, yeah, so my breakthrough moment in that session was I think um, my hands hold a lot of energy and I like, yeah, as we know, I've got shaky and sweaty hands. So but now they've got a mind of their own. <laughs> um, Karen like grabbed my hand and she like kind of moved weird and I felt it move weird and she goes oh what was that yeah (laughs) and I don't know she's like just visualize back to the first time as a kid that you like remember rejection or something yeah that's what she said and she's like what do you see and I had this really strong visual come through of me and my dad and Mm. because I didn't have any emotional connection with him she's like what do you see what's happening Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm a little girl I'm probably like three or four my dad's sitting down on the veranda and I can see me like reaching my hand out to touch him Mm -hmm. and he pushes my hand away and she's like so was that the first time that you realized love is being rejected yeah rejection rejection and that's where you learned what love was and I was like yeah and I was just bawling my eyes again and then she goes, well, you know, that's your dad's problem and he's tried to give pass that on to you. But mm-hmm. what I need you to do now is pack all of those emotions that you're feeling into a backpack and hand them back to him. Yeah. And, yeah, this sounds crazy, but I kid you not, I visualised it in my head yeah. and this huge surge of energy just came through my arm and out of her ha- out of my hand. Yeah. And Karen and I both were like, whoa. Yeah. She's like, you literally just handed yeah, back the backpack. Like, you, you fucking threw it at <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Which is another thing we can touch on with Karen, but it's just like you hold so much energy that isn't yours. Like, 
from your parents from parents partners family members friends there's so much like you're always exchanging energy with people yeah and that's why these sessions are so good because you can work through it and get to the bottom of it with a practitioner like karen yeah um so yeah the session overall was just amazing and I was just like I can't believe how much I just ugly cried in front of you I'm really sorry (laughs) she's like oh it happens (laughs) um but my main thing was afterwards you felt like death after didn't Uh, you she's like oh you know like with these things just drink heaps of water and just sit with how you're feeling it's gonna be like a bit of a bumpy ride from here and I was like okay I thought that was bumpy (laughs) (laughs) you're like wait so it's not over yet (laughs) yeah okay so I got home and my mum was like, how was your Reiki? Because my first experience with Reiki is my mum actually was a practitioner, but she did it more for like um, like when people hurt. Mm-hmm. So she would – like if I had a sore shoulder, she'd put her hands on me and do that kind of stuff. And I never really believed in it. <laughs> <laughs> Family members are always the worst clients because they just don't Fuck believe. Yeah. yeah, They're just like as if you can do that. For this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you need to go have a session with Karen and the ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got home and I sat out the back in the sun and I just could not stop crying. It was like something had, it's like the lid had been taken off my emotions and I was purging. Yeah. I had to text Karen two days later and tell her, I'm like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I haven't been able to stop crying and I'm feeling really weird. Yeah. And she goes, that's really good. It means that you're releasing a lot more energy after our session. Yeah, that's so good. And I guess that was like a huge turning point for me because, yeah, in the session I learned how to breathe further than my chest. Yeah, like go all the way down to the belly, everyone. That's the best advice you can ever get to Yes, watch. it actually is so because like I didn't realise that my breath was so above my heart space, which mm-hmm. again is keeping me in my head. Exactly. And you want to get out of the head as much as you possibly can. Yeah, and our podcast being called Reason for Being, it's such a great experience to be able to deep like go deeper within yourself and actually have a connection yeah when you once you start feeling connected or it's not even like completely getting out of your head but it's connecting your head and your heart so they're both on the same page yeah yeah it's really good (laughs) really 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 good good. highly highly recommend (laughs) not sponsored definitely do it (laughs) do it oh that's another thing what are we gonna like tell someone that doesn't believe in Reiki this is what we when we started our podcast yeah we had the idea that it'd be so cool to interview someone that is like not a believer yeah and we'll even pay for your session yeah we'll pay for you just have to let us let us send you so if you think Reiki's a load of shit or any of it's a load of shit if you're listening to this like yeah okay it's all in your head like Mm -hmm. we want you we yeah (laughs) you can be our guinea pig yeah we want you to find your reason for being through Reiki and and plus it'll be free so yeah so an hour of your time yeah hit us up in the dms and yeah we'll, slide we'll, into our dms <laughs> and we'll slide you a session <laughs> slide you up on your journey in life <laughs> um but yeah back to yeah i guess my sessions from there it's so weird because you think oh i probably won't get anything out of the next session that first one was all i needed mm. but yeah the layers just keep coming off yeah, I loved our last session because I felt so like the space I was in felt creative and like exciting. And as soon as Karen touched my head, she was like, oh, my God, like your head feels like its own universe at the moment. She was like, and I'm like, it is. Yeah, like, <laughs> it space is. I live in there a lot. Yeah. But yeah, she just said there's so much like creativity and stuff in there. So it's yeah, it's just nice someone who understands it. 
and to recon- confirm yeah, it. Yeah, reconfirms. Yeah. It's always like you can have the thoughts yourself, but you don't really know if it's yeah. le- legit or not. You don't not. know if it's legit. You're like, is, am I just stuffing around with myself or yeah, is this like, going on? Am I having real? a good day or like? <laughs> <laughs> well, this morning I was like, I'm so happy. And Sally's like, you look sad today. <laughs> I'm like, what? I feel really happy today. I was like, that damn Pisces mask. You like, and when I'm happy, <laughs> like, I'm actually really sad. Yeah, when I seem super happy, I'm probably sad. And then when I'm like, yeah. yeah. I can read you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to give a little dabble into what our experience, mm-hmm. experiences is. But we're going to When get- Karen gets here. We're going to get her to go through all things Karen and Reiki. Yeah, because so fun. Karen hasn't always been a Reiki practitioner. No, she, she actually wanted to be in the circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then her journey, yeah, it's it's funny how the universe spins you in a direction mm. just when you're ready for it. I know. I'm so excited to hear her whole story. Yeah, so stay tuned. We're going to plug her in straight after this. Plug her in, boys. Plug her in, boys. <laughs> We have Cora from Intuitive Alignment Healing. Yeah, welcome. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks Thank you for, for coming, coming on. Yeah, we are, really are sounding like Siamese <laughs> twins over here. <laughs> we're sitting too close together. Yeah, we're sharing a microphone. So like channeling one like, energy. Yeah, way into each other's energy right now. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming on. We totally just hyped you up before you got here. You didn't get to hear our story about... <laughs> our experiences but we said how you really bring out the ugly cry in everybody <laughs> oh yeah that that's my good point like yeah. that's my good side <laughs> but also you literally just like I remember before my first session because I booked in and then I kept getting like either my daughter would get sick like something always kept getting in the way and I remember sitting at work and thinking I need to book in with Karen and then you messaged me like two minutes later I was like what the fuck <laughs> I just kind of get a vibe mm-hmm. and I've learned over the years just to trust it because for me, it's like having a, a small toddler in my head being like, hey, Cora, do this. Hey, Cora, do this. Hey, Cora, 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 Cora. And for some reason, by the time I eventually give in to it, it's always at the right timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you need to message this person yeah. or this person's not doing too well or you're going to hear from this person mm-hmm. or this thing will happen. And so you're just like, okay. But trying to put it into like language that is accessible to everyone yeah, can like, be a little hey, bit yeah, different. Like, hey, this is kind of creepy that I'm messaging you, but like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. So I, I tend to, rather than use the, all the spiritual hippy dippy words, be like, hey, I just got a vibe, like just checking in. Yeah. Mm. And it it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when someone gets that message, they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was just thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not, like, I heard some weird thing in my head that yeah, told me like, to message you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I already know what's going on. <laughs> but on that, we were talking about how you and Ray met. Like that in itself is pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> I met Cora at a float therapy and we were just sitting across each other in the lounge. And um, I had a voice going in my head at that time too. I just didn't tell you. Yeah. And it was like, this girl wants to talk to you. Yeah. And Ray, I, Ray doesn't want to talk no, to many I, people. Literally, I'm like the most, um, what would you say? Socially awkward person ever. You come, ac- <laughs> you come across as like a glazed donut. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like got a surface above it that you have to like kill back to get in. 
But like, it's like glaze. a sweet surface. Yeah, there's, yeah, so it's like sweet underneath, but there's the glaze <laughs> over top. Oh my so God. a lot of people get put off by that. <laughs> Not everyone likes glaze. <laughs> anyway, Karen wasn't put off by the glaze. I mean, fuck. Oh, my God. Cora. Cora. Okay, everybody... It's Cora, but we have an obsession with calling Cora Karen. Yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. But it's moving Cora. forward, it's Cor- Cora. <laughs> I feel like we need to just say Cora, 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 Cora. Yeah. Okay. 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 So anyway, you guys had a chat there and then that's how the relationship blossomed. But what was happening? No, with- their relationship stalled after that. Oh, yeah. really? It stalled for like a month. Yeah. Uh, it? it was like a month or two before I... I and yeah. Ray lost my card. I lost the card and then Karen. <laughs> I lost the card and then Cora <laughs> reached out to me. Really? Yeah. And because I, I was, I was trying to find you on Instagram. I was trying to find you. On, I couldn't find you, and I was just like, "Where is she?" That's interesting because. Ray has said that a lot of times when she tries to step into alignment with herself, it's like the universe stops her. What do you What do you think that is? Sometimes you get tested. Like, how much do you really want mm-hmm. this? Yeah. If I put a little roadblock, are you gonna Are you gonna step up into yeah. this? What happens? Because the moment someone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna book in with Cora," and then they wake up and they're like, "Oh, I've got a snivelly nose. I can't go." Yeah. Do they go? I'm not doing Reiki anymore. Oh my god, that's what happened with my mom. I tried to book her into you. <laughs> And she like got sick and then fell like fell over. It's it's really times. it's really fascinating. I had a girl that I did my sound and vibrational resonance course with. She when she was trying to get to the course, she had a car accident on the way. What the hell? And I remember my mentor at the time was like, "Yeah, the universe will test you mm. to see how strong your resolve is on this. Do you really want it? Are you willing to fight for it?" That's actually so funny because so we had, you know, illness and all those setbacks for months and then finally locked in a, a um, session and I was on my way and then I got stuck in this random fucking traffic jam. It's I do remember your panicked message like, I'm stuck in traffic. I, I'm fine with I it. was like early, had everything organised, like, okay, I'm doing this and then I get stuck in this jam and... Turns out that it was because there was cheap fuel at some new servo and the whole <laughs> of the Gold Coast decided that that was the day to... And the time. And the time and to go. Like, and I was driving, like, stuck next to this servo, like, fuck you. You're I've got healing to get yeah. to. <laughs> I really want to I'm trying to be a better person, but I have road rage right now. And I was so close to just being like, oh, don't worry about it. But I was like, nope. I'm going. That's so interesting. I didn't know that part of the story. Mm -hmm. So what, you reached out to Ray and were like, are you going to come see me or what? You just said, hey, how's it going? You had found my card Mm -hmm. and you'd contacted me and be like, hey, I found your card in a bag. And then it kind of dropped off again. (laughs) And I had this kind of feeling to be like, you need to reach out to yeah, me. Yeah, come on, and girl. And so I was like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And that's when she was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ray's you, world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, I do. I, I drop off the planet and then I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a... <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that you guys met because it's gotten us to here. Yes. And our first session was just, that was such a massive release for me. Like as soon as you went into my field, it was 
emotion and yeah. I just remember you being like, breathe, breathe and surrender. And Well, it's fascinating because you can tell when people are holding on to things because mm-hmm. you'll see it in their breath. You'll see it catches, it physically catches yeah. as their, their diaphragm's trying to expand and then you can tell where the tension is mm-hmm. because if it's not going down into their, their belly breathing, which yeah. a lot of us don't do anymore. Like kids are great at it. Watch a small child breathe. They breathe right into that belly. Yeah. <laughs> And then you watch someone who's stressed and they breathe straight into their chest and they don't breathe all the way mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And so when you're trying to move energy through someone and get that that big release for them, you're like, I need you to yeah, move. I need on. you to work with me here. Like, yeah. And that's why I'll place hands in certain areas mm-hmm. and say, breathe into this hand for me. Breathe deep. But I'll also know when the release is about to happen because I feel it in my body just before yeah. you do. Yeah. So it goes through my body. Uh, I get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And it just starts traveling up and up. And I'm like, okay, breathe deep for go. me now. Here mm-hmm. we go. Let's lock in. It's kind of the feeling of if you've ever been surfing and you're just about to catch that wave and you've committed. I've never been yeah, surfing. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Surfed a couple of emotional waves. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you've committed to it and you yeah. can feel that the board has taken off under you and you're, you're going. So whether you like it or not, that, that mm-hmm. energy is moving. So I'm like, come along for the ride oh, with me. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that feeling? Is that like... Yeah, it's fun because I know what it means and represents to mm-hmm. someone. Is this like, does this happen when you're not touching someone or do you have to be touching them for that to happen? I find it, I've always been quite kinesthetic and I find it's... What's that? uh, Touching. I like physical touch in order to read energy. Mm -hmm. I've always been really good at connecting emotionally with people regardless. Yeah. And I have this weird way of knowing what people are thinking behind their words. On that. So like I was saying, when I first came to meet you, I was just sitting there and I was filling out the form and I started crying. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, you tapping into my energy I already. I can't control myself. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I have this kind of, I guess an aura about me that people find uh, makes them quite vulnerable because I can see everything regardless of whether you want to show yeah. it or not, I'm going to see it. Yeah. And there's something within people's energy fields that can sometimes pick up on that too. That's exactly what it was though. It was like, I can't hide in yeah, front of don't, you. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't bullshit. Yeah, like I see your sadness, girl. Come <laughs> <laughs> out. I hadn't even really said yeah. anything no. to you. You're like, you're just don't tell me. me you're fine. I know you're not. Yeah, you're like, you're ready. You're like, gonna have some fun. Yeah. I know. I actually love that at the start of each session, how we sit down. You're like, so. And I'm just like, I feel like I don't even need to say anything. I, I, I always like, like you know. yeah, I always like that you will randomly start telling a story and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be sitting Why is this story relevant? Yeah. And then after the session, you're like, oh, that's why that story yeah. came up. And it'll be what we processed in the yeah. session. So what is that? Do you get like a sense as well where it's like. I have an inner knowing and an inner trust in whatever that I'm saying is supposed to be said in that moment. There is a reason for it. And if I just relax and do what I need to do and let that session flow, mm-hmm. I will find the link. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real trust process of getting out of your head. Because if I was in my head at the beginning when I'm saying, I'd be like, why am I saying that? Ugh. That story is not related to anything in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But by the end of the session, it always is. Yeah. yeah. And so I'll be like, oh, there's that that <laughs> issue there. Remember that weird story that I talked about yeah. before? <laughs> yeah, so you're like us, the roundabouts. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I also used to find it really helpful with one of my old life coaches. He would start our sessions and I never really 
after the beginning, like when I first started my spiritual journey, I had my little notebook <laughs> and I had, these are all of my issues that I wish to work on. <laughs> and I had them out and I was very proud of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I am so much in my masculine right now. <laughs> You're like, look at me, look how good I am. I yeah. Know, like, I know my problems. Yeah. And the funniest bit was like, one of them was like, I would like to step more into my feminine. <laughs> it was written on that list. And then... After a while, when I'd been working with him for a few sessions, I would just know when it was time to see him. And like, I would think about him and I would cry, which is, sounds really weird, but it was like... We think about you and cry too. <laughs> but it was like, oh, there's something that is emotionally going to be processed and I need to do it. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't want to do it, but I need to do yeah. it. Yeah. And then I would get there and we would start talking and then all of a sudden in whatever I'm saying, the issue pops up and there it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm here. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've so, touched on that. Hey, like yeah. you almost need the third party person to process it because talking yeah. to yourself, it doesn't feel like it's... And sometimes you can bullshit yourself too. When That's you... Yeah, one of the big things is being a mirror. Yeah. Because you can lie to yourself all oh. you like, <laughs> but when you've got someone else reflecting what you've just said back at you and be like, hey, can you see how this is this? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. I can see. Mm-hmm. You're like, now that you've said that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> um, so on that, can you tell us a bit about your spiritual journey? Yeah. Because um, you, you haven't always been doing this. No, no. Um, so originally it all started uh, because I worked an outdoor job and it was physical and I was like, oh, I need to get massages and look after my body starting to get older and I need to make sure that I'm taking good care and so I found the student clinic for massages because it was cheap you could get a massage for two hours for like $50 and because they were learning they were really into what they were doing because they're studying it it's all like they're all fresh and excited and Mm -hmm. passionate and so I'd get like a two-hour remedial massage like once a fortnight and I, I met lots of different students through that clinic and I could probably do those classes <laughs> alongside them because I knew all the things that they did and ev- eventually I got talking to um, who then became my life coach for a while and it kind of opened my world up to the idea of spirituality and I was like this is really fascinating this is one of the most interesting chats with someone I've ever had and then i was looking into it and I was like I don't think I really want to go back to university that's a big commitment Mm. and but I am I am interested in where do I start and I literally just jumped on my computer and I was looking at all the different modalities and I actually started with sound of vibrational resonance therapy I kind of started backwards because after I'd kind of worked my way through those several years of courses uh, I'd, I'd learned that sound is a very powerful healing modality. And for someone who's not had sound therapy before or any kind of spiritual journey before, it's too strong. Mm. Mm. So Reiki, the thing that I love about Reiki, it's, it's complementary to any other kind of therapy that you do. But the thing I love about it is I like to describe it, it finds where you are and meets you where you're at and takes you forward. Yeah. So it's very gentle. Yeah. But if you're ready for those big emotional shifts and you come in with that level of vulnerability, it will take you there as well. Yeah. Um, which is, I love yeah. That. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So would you say that you're a spiritual person before this at all? Had you ever like... You've grown- always been gifted. I've always been gifted. 
Um, but growing up, I didn't really understand that gift. Yeah, because I really like your stories mm. about how the universe made you pay attention to actually <laughs> the path that you're meant to take in this life. Yeah. I did mention earlier when we were got talking together that you wanted to be in the circus. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did want to be in the circus and... I didn't do that. Yeah. So obviously, as you know, our podcast is called Reason for Being. So you've obviously worked out your reason for being is helping people. So before that, it wasn't such a nice journey to get there, was it? No, it was was pretty brutal, to be honest. Um, I got really anxious. Uh, I developed OCD that was getting quite profound and quite strong. And I ended up really, really sick to the point that I was in hospital for a while. Uh, and I was still kind of, oh, I'm going to finish my uni degree because that's what you do. And I loved science and I loved biology and I loved all of those things. But the whole format of university and that structure and that constant stress level, mm. it wasn't working for me at all. Mm. Like I was a v- very gifted student, but that didn't mean that I was enjoying what I was doing. Yeah. And I, I thought, well, if I just get through the degree, it'll be better on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> me studying (laughs) but I had to come to realize over years I had more fun when I took a break and did an internship overseas working with animals when I was working with my hands Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I need to work with my hands Mm. I I enjoy kinesthetic I enjoy that hands-on approach whereas studying and all of that while it was interesting and it definitely it was great for my brain it just wasn't as aligned Felt like something was missing. Yeah, something Mm. wasn't right. And then I was in a job uh, for about 12 years and I loved it. But over time, it got less and less aligned with who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't I didn't really want to step out because I was like, oh, like running my own business and all of those things. That's something that other people do. That's something that magical people do. Then I don't have those skills. I'm not qualified. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the golden child that that happens to special people and that's not me and for the next after I broke my ankle at work (laughs) which is actually a fear of moving forward if you're interested (laughs) and then I had a girlfriend come and bring her tarot deck and be like oh you want to do a card pull I was like yes I do and I pulled dark knight of the soul and I was like no So explain that. What is that to people that don't know? Dark night of the soul essentially is you're about to be tested and everything's about to shift and you're about to kind of head towards rock bottom before you realize. Like awesome. Yep. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of baby step my way into this realm, and it's all right. I'll, I'll keep my job and I'll baby step into that realm. And the universe was like, mm-mm. It is time. And so I had to leave my job entirely and step out onto that ledge and be like, okay. And then people would ask, how do you get clients? And are you posting everything on Instagram? And are you doing all of that? And I was like, yeah, I generally just go out and meet people. (laughs) I can tell that they need me. Well, it was weird because you'd you'd go into situations and you'd be like, it's going to be that person. And you know, I found people in different meditation classes and one woman, I I just had a sense that it was going to be her. Mm -hmm. And we did this exercise at the end of meditation where you literally like stare into each other's eyes silently for several minutes and not say a word. And then all of a sudden I felt really sad and I was like, 
why am I sad? I don't know why I'm sad. And then it clicked. I was like, oh, I'm a mirror for her. And I watched what she did. And all of a sudden she had this overwhelming compulsion to essentially fix my emotions. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is what you do in life. So I said, when we were allowed to exchange messages and things, she was like, oh, I just feel like you're so sad. And I was like, yeah, you don't need to fix me. Your job is not to fix me. Yeah. Your worth does not come from fixing me. You are enough without anything that you do for anyone else. And all of a sudden, all of this emotion came up out of her. And I was like, all right, let, let's let's shift this emotion. She's like, well, this is more yeah, than a bargain like, yeah. for. <laughs> she's like, hey, I thought I was going to fix you. Yeah, she's, she's like, like I, I was going to fix the sad girl okay. over here. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the savior in this scenario. <laughs> and so I held her hands and we did some breathing and we shifted that out. And at the end of it all, she came up to me and she's like, thank you so much. And I said, don't worry, it's actually my job. And she looked at me. And she was like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, I do Reiki. Like, that's my job. And she was like, she, her jaw kind of dropped. And she was like, from about 10 minutes into this meditation, I had the word Reiki going over and over in my head. And I wow. couldn't tell why. I've never had Reiki in my life. And I was like, would you like my card? <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. And it was fascinating to me because in the meditation, I kind of drifted off for a while and I'd come back into consciousness and they were talking about picture that your ancestors are giving you a gift and what are they what are they giving you and what does it look like and what I pictured was a purple amethyst being placed on my chest Mm -hmm. and then when I looked at this woman I looked at her necklace that was placed on her chest and there was a purple amethyst I love that god and I was like huh yeah she's she's my person that's so cool yeah like I just love stories like that and, you know, there are so many non-believers out there, but situations when energy is involved, like you can't lie about that sort of stuff. Like when you're in the presence of someone like you and you just pick up on something with words not being spoken, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's about to get real. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times I've heard in my life, I can't hide from you. Yeah. I know. Because um, I have a tendency sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, whatever. And then, yeah, but around you, I'm just like, "Mm -mm, don't bother. (laughs) That's why I find it really good because you can go to like a therapist and sit there and Mm. say that you're fine and they can't really dig deeper than what you give. Yeah. But if you go to you, like we like talking about that you exist on the three planes and so like you're connecting that by making you get in touch with your energy and kind of be like, yeah, I do feel sad but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then you're able to work through that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if there isn't any like words attached to it, but just being able to feel a feeling inside of you and have you there is yep. such a great, yeah, it's a really great healing modality. That Yeah, it's really comforting too to go through that process and not be alone in it. Mm. Like for a lot yeah. of our healing journeys, when we think about healing overall, we're kind of alone in a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot and of processing. There's alone. a lot of processing and a lot of sitting on a cliff, staring out <laughs> to the ocean, looking sad. Yeah. Um, but to have someone there that can hold you in your most vulnerable moment and accept you as you are and where you are, yeah. that to me, that's why I love doing what I do because it's the most beautiful thing in the world to me mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to see someone go through and trust me to that level is one of my big things is I love deeper meaningful connection yeah, I thrive same. in it <laughs> love a good deal and yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of people that love it but don't know how to access it because they can't access it within themselves they want yeah. you to be vulnerable but they don't want themselves to be vulnerable so yeah that's like a projection work isn't it because mm. they're always 
diving into the other person rather than thinking yeah. about what's happening inside of them, which is what I talked about in the first episode. Yeah. I was constantly looking outside of myself for solutions and didn't want to delve into myself. <laughs> it was even like same with me and, you know, my marriage and everything. My problem was, oh, I just don't feel like there's a connection. There's no, yeah, I just, you don't understand me and all this stuff. And then when I was actually on my own, I was just like, fuck. I'm not connected to myself and I don't understand myself. Yeah, and you're asking someone else, you're like, why can't you find it? I can't find it, but why can't you find it? someone else fix me? Come on. Can you find it? So when you do, can you tell me? Please tell me. (laughs) And we're all about like making what people think hippy-dippy into normal. So I guess like what kind of people do you get coming to you? Like are they far along in their journey? Do they have no idea about spirituality and they're just coming for like a massage or like what? Um, I tend to find that... I uh, find that a lot of people that come would fall into what they would term HSP people, so highly sensitive person, mm-hmm. because that's kind of the journey that I I went on. So I pick up emotions and I get lots of people that are in that space as well. And you ask them like, hey, how do you feel when you go shopping? <laughs> like <Overwhelmed>. tired. <laughs> and even if you were going to get something and you're like, oh, I really need a new dress and it's going to be so fun because I'm doing this thing. And in your head it sounds great and then you get there mm-hmm. and within 30 minutes you're like, I am out. Yeah. And you can't explain why. Yeah. It's because you're sensitive to everyone's energy when you're going shopping and you're yeah. surrounded by so many people in those shopping centres and if you actually take a moment to look at people's faces and their expressions while they're shopping... They're not good. No, most people, people are, are trying. Happy. To, most people are trying to fill a void. So they're projecting what they're experiencing, whether you consciously re- recognize it or not. You're picking it up like a little sponge, like, and then half an hour in, you're like, "I am out tapping out." Yeah. You're like, "This is I meant always, to be retail therapy." I know. I feel like I need a nap when I get back from a shopping center. Yeah, just, I feel so drained. <laughs> I find like there's always at least one aspect of my journey that resonates with someone. So whether it's womb healing and sexual trauma or whether it's being sensitive to emotion and not understanding how to block it out or starting at the beginning of your spiritual journey and not knowing where to go or the resources or avenues that you can potentially take, uh, I generally find that because of the way that clients come to me, there's always some level of connection there. I don't generally get anyone that comes in and goes, hi, <laughs> thanks. I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, uh, because a lot, of, a lot of it in terms of when we first start a session is me getting to know you and being able to get you to a space that you're comfortable enough that when you're on that table... You can let it all come out. You can let it all come out because if you don't trust me to that level, it doesn't matter how strongly I work on you. It's not coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I can feel it and I'm like, yeah, mm, right, come I on. Can, <laughs> I can feel it yeah, vibrating. You can but... do it. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because a lot of people would be hesitant to deal with the or process the emotions. But I, what I found with you is that you do automatically have that connection when you walk into the room that you feel safe. Yeah, and you just you ask the right questions that, yeah, it just it does, it brings it out. And I was saying in the intro how... Um, at our first session, I, I don't know, I just felt so safe. It felt like a very safe space for me to just let it all out. And afterwards, when I left, I just could feel the massive shift in me of what had happened. Yeah. And yeah, just it was a really, really good experience for me. 
Yeah. I find for people that have never experienced Reiki in, in with everything in life, you're not going to know unless you try. Mm-hmm. And at least if you go and you try and you decide, oh, that wasn't for me, you're not going to die wondering. Be like, what, what would have happened if I'd have looked at my spiritual journey and looked into it but I was too scared to and what Mm -hmm. if everything would have shifted earlier for me because I decided 20 years down the line this is for me and it's fantastic and I wish I'd done it sooner exactly Um, so Reiki is also one of those things because it is energy you can't necessarily see it in a book you have to experience it in order to understand and just being open enough to do that so you've got to at least come in with an openness yeah because whatever you're projecting, if you're like, oh, I'm going to block this because I don't think it's real and all of that, you're putting up guards and walls around everything. And attaching to the ego. Yeah. yeah. I have actually found a lot of men that I talk to about, they're always like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard about that, uh, but I don't want to do it because I'm scared of crying. I've had so many men say to me, oh, I just, I'm scared of crying. I don't want to let my guard down. Yeah. And it, and as much as we think in society like as women we we face a lot of issues men face issues too and it's tapping into their femininity and being okay and safe and held in that crying and it's why when you get that mix of divine masculine and divine feminine it's this beautiful Mm. culmination of the two Mm. because the man is now safe enough to process his emotions and because he's processed those emotions when you need him to be stoic and be your wall and your rock and all of those things he can be because he's not busy trying to hold all yeah. his own stuff at the same time. I love that. I love that. I'm like, like you where, just the, where are those men at? my dream yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? <laughs> um, and as, as women, we can find it a lot easier for, for most women. We're very comfortable with at least knowing that women's circles exist. Mm-hmm. Oh. We may not be comfortable going yeah. yet. <laughs> interesting that you mentioned that because yeah I went to a women's circle because Karen tapped into my issues of that I'm very in my masculine and I don't have I'm not in flow with my feminine so she she suggested that I should go to a women's circle funnily enough the universe decided to step in and trip me down a hill the <laughs> night before the ceremony <laughs> <laughs> so that was the universe being like how badly do you want your femininity because I'm, t- I'm testing yeah, you right I'm testing now you. you're like mm, not that much <laughs> But yeah, I find it really interesting that you can, through energy, see the blockages within the feminine and masculine energies as well, because that is a huge uprising right now. Everyone I talk to is talking about where is my feminine and where is my masculine Mm. energy at, which a year ago, I don't think anyone would have even been brave enough to talk about that publicly. Yeah, (laughs) it's been like this huge kind of shift in awareness. And Mm. I think it's really great that people are now starting to become more and more open to using such modalities because in like the eastern cultures we're so it's so normal and Mm. so common practice whereas in the western we're like oh if you're sad go to the doctors and write in your journal and (laughs) do those things and there's this whole area that we can use that we haven't really delved into yet I know which is so exciting (laughs) I've always been more into like the eastern style modalities and um my baby daddy he asked to be called that he called me this morning and said that he listened to the first podcast and he was saying how happy he is that you know that I've gone down exploring the healings and that they're working for me 
because him and I used to fight so much when he would be like, just go see a psychologist. Like you don't need to go to Reiki or do this or do that. He always used to fight me on it. Yeah. But now that he can see I'm just following what feels good for me and it's working for me, he's like, oh, I'm I can see it now. Again, I've got evidence that it works now because I can see it in you. Yeah. So that was really nice. I was happy about that. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting how many people are shifting and Mm. like talking about energy in general. Yeah. And it's also because of the journey that you're going on, Mm -hmm. it's actually getting reflected to you as well. So someone else might be having a very different experience. Mm -hmm. If they're not on that journey, they might not see it at all Mm -hmm. because that's not the world that they're creating around them. Well, we talked it's about so this, like when, cause I've been spiritual like my whole life. Well, I thought I was and, like, I would read books and they would say like the, the awakening and like you were saying yeah. about doing the work and we would be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Like, there was homework. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, no, no, no. Someone just does it for me. Right. Or yeah, I used to put people on a pedestal. Like I would look at coaches or healers and, and I used to think that I needed them and that they knew the, all the answers. I don't know. I used to have like this complex mm. about them almost being like God. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah. Which is what you said earlier about how you weren't special or anything to go down this path of being a Reiki. Like, yeah. I just realized that, hey, I, this is what I'm gifted at and I can help other people in this. I don't have to be the best one in the world for one specific person or X group of people. I am their person Mm -hmm. and I am the best person for them because all of my experiences line up the best for them. Mm -hmm. And that's the universe is just going to put us in alignment with each other. Yeah. So there's not one person that's the penultimate best person ever and everyone else's. No, it's who is in alignment for these people. Yeah, that's really interesting too because um, changing your mindset, like – I do this a lot where I come from a place of lack rather than love. Mm -hmm. And like if you're being guided by intuition and stuff, you're not really worried about that. You're just worried about how you can help people because, you know, you're coming from your heart space. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because the more you help people and the more that you can read into people, everyone is a mirror. And that includes my clients for me. (laughs) So I look at what's going on with everyone. I'm like, okay, what do I need to learn Mm -hmm. here? What what's going on? I'm like, oh, okay. There's there's a harsh truth for me that's come up. Cool. Like we're going through this together. Yeah. Like, and on that, like, how do you deal with cleansing your energy after having a session? Like, how do you shake that off? Because I know at the end of the <laughs> session you do that thing. <laughs> oh, I did a thing. Well, you can, yeah. So, so like, oh, <laughs> I like open my eyes a little bit. Like, what's going on over there? <laughs> so what I am very mindful of in my practice is to make sure that any energy because when I am doing Reiki, essentially I'm a conduit. The energy is flowing through me and I'm pulling energy out and it should dissipate. But there is always that what if something's left stuck in me and what's going on? So at the end of every session, before I get the client to come back into reality where they've got their wonderful post-Reiki face <laughs> that looks like they've been on a roller coaster. Yeah, kind of like shell-shocked. <laughs> uh, I generally will consciously ask any energy that's not mine to leave my field and I place it into the ground to be recycled. Yeah. Uh, and then really simple things like showers, saging or smudging, going into the ocean is great. If I can feel that my energy, I'm like, oh, there's a few, a few emotions there that aren't normally sitting in there. I find that the ocean is great because it's really cleansing. They say spend time in nature. Mm-hmm. 
and the ocean, when you dive into the water, you're completely surrounded. Like you can't get any more surrounded by nature than being in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, so I actually bought myself a really thick wetsuit that's like rated for people that would go swimming in Tasmania. <laughs> and there's me on the Gold Coast with my very so you're thick... you're a baby, w- baby penguin. I just imagined you like waddling down the beach and this big... Look, it's awkward to get in and out of because it's so thick. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> but being warm and just feeling that and it's really fascinating because even when I'm trying to get my alone time I'll go to the beach just to go swimming and I'm just there literally and I won't get out till I feel cleansed Mm -hmm. and that's my process but sometimes I'll pop up after a wave and someone starts trying to tell me their life story I'm like (laughs) like, I'm cleaning right now like I'm in cleanse mode (laughs) get away from me like that's nice and dive back under (laughs) I'm just gonna go swim over there now (laughs) yeah Oh, I just had a thought like, you know, after my first session, because that was intense, I was talking about how we both had that feeling of me releasing something through my hand. Like, yes. And it was like I handed back the backpack of energy to my dad. Yes. What do you see? Like, because I was trying to explain that earlier of like, that was such a vision in my head, but then we both felt the energy transfer. Yeah. So sometimes I can't necessarily see what you see, but I can feel when it shifts emotionally. So I can feel where you are emotionally in one state. And when we go through that process together, I can feel when it has shifted. Mm-hmm. I have had, uh, depending on which client, I have had uh, really deep visions for them. And it's been connected straight to source and they're essentially just chatting to me. And then that's getting guided to them mm-hmm. because they, they were quite far along in their spiritual journey. I was like, yeah, I can see everything that's going on and source is essentially holding you like a small child and this is what they're saying and they could feel it all too yeah uh but for everyone it's different and i think that it's really cool that there's there's not this one set path every Mm -hmm. single time like when i practice on people and i'm working i don't have a set plan i start generally at the head because most people spend all of their time in their head (laughs) And if I can't quieten down that mind first, you're going to have a lot more difficulty tapping into all of those emotions because if you're too busy thinking, you're not really paying so much attention. But if we go into that Zen space first, you're like, oh, I get it. (laughs) I know. I think there's been a couple of times in our sessions when you'll be like, what was that? Like it just went back up to your head. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's fascinating because I tend to feel, particularly with your chakra points, uh, I feel in my body what's going on in those chakras. So I had one client come in and his throat chakra was so locked up that it was almost like being strangled. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm just <laughs> breathing. <laughs> We're going to sit here for a while and unlock this because, wow, I don't even know how that's still functioning. Yeah. But everyone experiences energy in different ways. So if you went and you decided I'm going to get Reiki certified, the way I experience it may not be the way you experience it. Mm -hmm. For me, it's almost like running water when I'm transferring energy, but with the chakras, I feel a physical sensation about what's going on. Mm -hmm. When it's to do with the heart chakra, I, I can feel either like a shielding or a block or whatever. And I'll have different points in my face start to 
tingle or have sensations I'm like oh that's where that energy went I'm Mm. like that's why I bounce around so much because I can tell I'm chasing it through your body because my body is acting like a mirror of what yours is doing yeah and you can't lie about that stuff people it's legit (laughs) wait till you have a session yeah yeah I also talked about how afterwards my emotional purging like what Uh, I've never cried it was like you (laughs) took the lid off (laughs) yeah we we opened that can right up yeah. And I remember you messaged me like, Cora, is this ever going to stop? Like, yeah. am I broken <laughs> yeah. forever? I was like, I'm broken. <laughs> I remember you actually, you had a date that night and you were like, I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God! Yeah, maybe like, maybe really that was me, like too, and she was like, "No, nah, I can't go." Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a good thing that you didn't go. But. Yeah, but I was saying also that like I'd never, I didn't realize that I hadn't taken a breath past my chest ever. After like, but after that first session, I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's how normal." All this room, all this room for activities. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, my second journey, like we made so much progress on that first session and then I had my fall down a hill and like started beating myself up I remember my heart space closed over again Mm -hmm. I like I had made so much progress and I was breathing really deep and then after that it was like my ego got bruised and I was right back where I started (laughs) so like that's fun in itself that the healing journey can go back and forth because we talk about going backwards it's always going back and forth and a, a lot of people can get really upset with themselves if they feel like oh I've gone backwards but when you're in those backwards times that's where you're being challenged the most Mm -hmm. and as hard as it is to remember that's when the most growth is actually happening you're laying all the foundations for the next springboard forward Mm -hmm. to be like oh hey what happens when I take a huge knock to my ego Mm -hmm. yeah because it's not your ego that's on the spiritual journey yeah it it's your soul and your spirit that's Mm -hmm. going and your ego is like no no but that's all the stories and that's not who's going on the journey. Yeah, because I find on this journey you get a lot of stories in your head of like the progress that you're making or that you're not making any progress and then you beat yourself up because you're like, oh, I was in a good place and now I'm not. No, like I'm yeah. just going to give up. So I think people that are starting down their journey should know that as well, that it's not just go to Reiki once and you're healed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you'll feel great yeah. and there's Steps like forward, lingering after effects, but – Part of the human condition is to go between those different states. And learn. The, the one state that you have control over at all times is presence. Mm. Are you thinking about the future? Are you dwelling in the past? How present are you? You always have control of that one. Mm-hmm. And so part of the spiritual journey is learning how can I actually stay in the present more? Because for a lot of us, even as we're having a conversation, we're thinking about what are we going to say next? Mm-hmm. And I'm we're so bad at that, Yeah. But we're not taking in what that person is saying. And so really just being like, okay, how can I... If you've had those experiences where time's just flown by or time's dragged on, yeah, you know that you can expand and contract time. And everyone's like, oh, I wish I, wish I could live forever and do all these things. The way we can experience more time is be present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not give it away to the future or the past. Be there. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yes, yeah. just enjoy it. It's actually, it's funny in our first session because I had... Um, around the throat center I felt like someone was choking me and then I just started crying like terribly (laughs) and I just remember you working on that and working around my heart space and then I just remember dropping into this um, this feeling of like I just felt so centered and like 
it just felt it literally felt like the end of an ayahuasca ceremony Mm -hmm. like that place where you just feel so grateful and like full of like overflowing with love and all the good things and I just remember you being like ah there it is like because yeah, I that. felt it too <laughs> oh I know I was just like oh my god I'm in heaven and I just remember leaving there with this feeling of like I just want to hold on to this so on that so mm-hmm. Ray's done like a fair bit of um what's it called psychology work like you've been I've worked with some psychologists yeah, where, yeah. how do you feel when you leave there in comparison to leaving Karen <laughs> to be honest oh Ka- Cora Cora um one of seen psychologists it kind of has just felt like a lot of talking about Mm. the past um and you feel you know like oh yeah it's good that they've kind of put a meaning there or confirmed that you know it's not my fault that that happened or anything like that but I've always left there almost feeling more confused angry again like I feel whenever because you've literally taken the time to dive back into Mm. those old emotions yeah and they and you've essentially breathed life into them again yeah because your brain can't tell the difference between the memory of something or the actual experiencing of something so you've literally brought all that Mm -hmm. up and all that energy's there to shift but it hasn't shifted so it's all just been you've just like a stir yeah, up. And just... You've stirred it all up and it's ready to transmute and move on. And yeah. then you're like, all right, see you next week. You're yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you're like, no. But yeah, I just, I found that it did. It stirred up that kind of just reliving in like anger or those emotions. Um, and they would almost confirm all of that for you. Like, you'd be like yes, you have every right yeah, to be angry yeah. there. Oh, that wasn't, yeah. So, and it just, I'm like, oh, but I've st- stepped out of like the victim thing now. You know, I don't yeah. know. It, yeah, so. It's disempowering sometimes. Mm. Like I've had good psychologists that are, are really adept at being like, oh, that's a disempowering statement. How can we reframe that for yeah. you? And being like, all right, this is the situation, but how can we make you feel empowered and what choices and what views would help you with this process and that's a really good journey for someone to go on Mm. but if you're going into a psychologist and you're one finding yourself unable to tell the whole truth because you don't want them to see that side Mm -hmm. you're wasting your time because unless you can see everything you're essentially presenting a facade to someone and being like can you treat this and how good are we at doing that yeah yeah like this is my story you feel sorry for me yeah (laughs) that role I just learned about the role of like victim bully and what's the other one savior yes how like you need all three to create drama yes so like and within within fights you can actually switch between the different roles yeah and then outside of that triangle can you be the observer and be like oh I can see the pattern here what's happening yeah Yeah. and so a lot of people when when they bring up emotions we bring it up because we want to talk about it but we didn't even check whether the other person was ready Mm -hmm. we're like here is my stuff take it yeah like wait what I've had I've had a day myself (laughs) what's going on here yeah so it's a really really simple practice be like hey can I bring something to the table right now Mm -hmm. I, I need to talk if now's not a good time, when do you think? Yeah. And if you're with the right person in a relationship or you're surrounded by the right group of friends, they'll respect that because they've got that platform there for themselves as well and they can fully be seen to be like, hey, I'm having issues because people keep calling me Karen instead of Cora. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like go to bed tonight like Cora, 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 Cora. <laughs> change the name in my phone I'm gonna do all of the stuff <laughs> next time I promise it'll only be it's Cora. totally fine <laughs> um yeah I I just love the way that 
being introduced to people like you, it gives you a higher perspective of yourself. Mm. You allow a platform for you to like understand yourself on a deeper level. Because I think without having you, I probably (laughs) wouldn't understand myself to the level I do now. A lot of it is just holding space because when we've got so many thoughts going around in our head, we we just live in them all the time and we Mm -hmm. can't really understand anything deeper than that whirlwind of thoughts that are going on. But when someone asks you a question and then you have to answer it and then there's a silence, you can be like, oh. And then there's a follow-up question. So is that really what you want out of life? Mm-hmm. And the silence and the space. Go, oh, nope. <laughs> nope. There's that mirror. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that I love is I'm not going to, ask anything of anyone that I wouldn't do myself. So I've had that mirror be brutally honest to me as well. And I continue to have that mirror held up to me to be like, hey, you're stepping into your ego right now. You want to back that up? You're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Thanks for that. Back that up. <laughs> Bloody back ego. it up like I a gangster. I feel like me and my ego are always like at war. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's really good practice because instead of being upset with ourselves when we do step into ego and be like, oh, why did we step into ego The awareness, then? yeah. The awareness of, hey, I did step into ego. Why? Mm-hmm. Is there part of me that felt threatened? Was there part of me that felt unsafe? Was there part of me that felt insecure? Where is that pattern? Mm. Okay, when did I first start experiencing Mm. this? Is this part of a core belief that I've been holding on to that people think that I'm not worthy or that people think that I'm unlovable? And where is that tapering? Because when we hit into that ego state, we're being triggered and that's when we're like, raw, no, no, <laughs> without really questioning, okay, that was a really strong response. Mm-hmm. Where did that strong response come from? And if we have enough space to go back and be like, oh, you know what? When I was five and I didn't fit in at school and I got kicked out of the group of kids, that was really disempowering. And I had this belief that I'm not good enough. And so anyone that remotely triggers that for me, my ego stepping in be like, no. I'm getting creating space. You can all back off Mm -hmm. because I'm not letting her get hurt again because Mm -hmm. I'm every age that I've ever been. And five-year-old Cora was, is still holding on to that memory until I let it go. Yeah. On that, like so many people are driven by their inner child without realizing. (laughs) So Reiki is a really good way of like making you connect with different ages of yourself and realizing what pain you're holding on to from different brackets of your life. Yeah, it's fascinating too because you never know what's going to come up. Mm-hmm. So you'll be like, oh, I'm going to go for Reiki and I'm going to release all these things. Yay me. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, so tell me about when you were seven. You're like, no. <laughs> hey, 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 that's not what I came here. You're like, no, no, no. Let me close today. that book. <laughs> what alarm bells going yeah. on. Get out of here. But it's one of those things when we surrender into those feelings, as you were saying earlier, on the other side of the mm-hmm. ugly cry and you dropped into that half space oh. and you felt so good. Because you're no longer fighting those emotions. They're allowed to be. Yeah. And they've always been allowed to be. The moment we stop fighting them and we just process them, we can actually drop into that. Okay, cool. Mm. I'm centered again. Yeah. Well, I just had this like um, map of consciousness land on my lap like three times this week. And I'm like, what is this about? But it has the different levels of consciousness where you can be like on a lower frequency with like fear, guilt, shame, sadness. But then as you progress up higher... It moves into like love, joy, enlightenment yes. because you're feeling lighter and your frequency goes up. 
And then people are wondering why they can't manifest something. They're like sitting in that low vibration frequency of fear and they want something that is of a high vibration, Mm -hmm. but they're not vibrationally aligned or matched. So their energy can't hold it. And then they wonder why they can't get this, hey, I want all these nice things to happen, but I'm living in fear Mm. and and it's not happening. So now I'm getting more upset and I'm more angry. And telling yourself more stories. And yeah, more and things. more stories are coming in. And then you're like, oh, then none of this, none yeah. of this works. It's this not real. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just keeping yourself down there. But when you do Reiki, like Ray even said, she felt lighter and it's like the layers, the density, mm. the, it just strips off you. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good when it's you can actually feel the shift that's happened. It's an emotional striptease. You've got you to you work for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take it off <laughs> but yeah I, I think that we've covered a lot of things yeah. I think if I was someone that didn't know about Reiki I'd be calling I'd you be up straight keen. after this <laughs> yeah. I do I love seeing you Cora because it always it feels kind of like a catch up with a friend get a bit of healing get a bit of coaching yeah, a little like bit you get of a bit of everything yeah you get a that, bit that's of everything essentially what I aim so I, perfect yeah <laughs> Full spectrum. Nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> Winning it life. Yes. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on. My we're, absolute pleasure. We're going to share your details. And we actually talked about earlier that we want to pay for someone to come and see you. Oh, we, I'd love that. Yeah, we yeah. want someone who's like a skeptic. Yeah. Ooh, yeah so we're going to pay for them. We're going to pay for them to come and see you. And then they have to have an interview with us and talk about <laughs> why they were a skeptic and why they didn't believe. And if they felt anything after Ooh. that has changed their mind. And maybe I'll give you a call too so you can tell me what. Like what they were holding on to. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll quit we'll quiz yeah. you first. Let's see if we can crack that nut yeah. open just that little bit more. So when they're talking shit, we'll be like, mm, interesting. Well Karen's or oh, Cora. Like, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Cora told me. Yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting. Well we're excited. But part part of the things one of the I I think I've told both of you this story is sometimes you have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And you can only go so far with where they're at. Mm-hmm. And that that's totally fine. Like when I first told my dad that I was going to that go into this <laughs> this field, this is not something that he believes in at all. And he was like, oh, look, I, I, as long as it makes you happy, yeah. which is one thing. And then the other thing was like, well, I suppose if someone comes to you and they feel a bit more relaxed, that's probably a good thing. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, and a bit more then, than that. <laughs> it's funny because when I tell people this, most of the people that I tell have a stronger emotional response to this than I do because I had to remember this is him meeting me where he's at. Mm-hmm. He's a non-believer yeah. and he hopes that someone has a good time. And that's the best that he can offer. Yeah, you. yeah. and so long as I step out of my ego enough to see that, that's, there's nothing... Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I when you told me that story, I kind of I felt you were offended like, for me. <laughs> I, no, no, I was kind of less emotional. I, I, for me, I felt I don't know. I think because I've just had a lot of stuff where I've worked with you know the, the father wound, um, just yeah, accepting things as they are. And so when you told me the story, I felt like oh yeah, he's resonated. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, you said you had some people that were like irate for you. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, my gosh. And then you say, hey, like this is where he was and he met me where he was Mm. and I acknowledge and I see him in that. They're like, ah. And and that kind of creates a shift for them too. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've also just learned about staying in your own lane. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah not driving someone yeah. else's yeah. car. Yeah. I mean, I love taking the keys of someone else's car and taking it for a joyride, but I'm <laughs> trying to just focus on my own yeah. journey yeah, right now. Like, yeah, this is my stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, but also like nudge people in the right direction, which is what this is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. Hopefully someone will find their reason for being by coming to see you. Oh, we love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. See you at our next session. Yeah. <laughs>